Well, it's another beautiful day in the apocalypse. The sun is out and everyone is inside. But it's not all bad. We have music, we have each other, and hopefully we have our health. I'm Alex. And I'm Marin. And we're your new hosts for No Static at All. We're going to try and do our best uh, in trying to fill Ian and Mikey Law's shoes, uh, the former hosts of No Static at All, and the mastery of producing of this podcast from David Beck. So yeah, I just want to jump in here before we really get started and let Ian know how much we appreciate him, you know, for the whole first three seasons. Uh, I really only started listening to podcasts, I guess, a couple weeks ago, and, you know, but even, even before I could get into him, he always produced a wonderful show and one that was always able to keep my focus, which is a pretty tall order. So going even further, I guess, you, you saw how Ian cared so much about Butler and the larger Pittsburgh community. And it was very moving, and it was a huge source of inspiration in getting Southern Static off the ground and, and a huge inspiration to all my other work here at Sweet Static. So, Ian, hopefully he'll be listening at some point. But thank you, Ian. We miss you here, and we realize that we've got some pretty big shoes to fill. So sit back and relax, because we're once again going to bring you the best music you haven't heard yet. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, well, it's a song that I revisited from the April playlist, Cold Light of Day from Lewisburg. Uh, they're a four-piece band from Rotterdam, New- Netherlands. Awesome. Um, I don't know. What, what else? I don't know if I've ever listened to a band from the Netherlands. What, uh, what else? What, what's, what's cool about them? What do, you, what do you enjoy about them? Yeah, so they have a, like a Velvet Underground, Modern Lovers, John Rickman type feel. Um, hypnotizing drums are in the song. It's like simple, minimalistic sound with non-overbearing guitars. Um, you know, for my fellow New Yorkers, you know the feeling of wandering around the city, whether you're sober or you know somewhat quote-unquote enhanced from external substances. Uh, somehow you have a sobering awareness or like lucidness. You know, we're up and awake in the cold, cold light of day as the chorus sings. Something. Uh, you know, we can all feel, especially during this pandemic, with social distancing and isolation. You know, we have no, we have no one to impress or look good for. Like, so we have to ask ourselves, like, do we do the things? Do we do things for ourselves or for other people? Align what you know and what you ought to know. Um, you know, we are our own limitations, and this is a time that we can work on ourselves with literally no outside influences. Here's a quick clip of "Cold Light of Day" from Lewisburg.
honestly. Um, I've been revisiting some of the more punk and post-hardcore bands I enjoyed over the years. So some Let Live. Um, I listened to War All the Time, which is a great album from Thursday the other night, and that was the first time I'd listened to it in years. Uh, and then some Glassjaw, too, to throw in a Long Island band for you there, Alex. Uh, I also really got into a country kick for like the first time in my life, which is, is weird considering the accent, I guess. Uh, and it's also really more of a Kentucky kick, if anything, I guess. So, But like uh, Tyler Bridges and Sturgill Simpson are two of the budding country stars, uh, I guess you would call them. And so I, I kind of got it, got into them and, and started listening to them. And it's been fun and interesting. And they have a def- definitely a different perspective than what, you know, you kind of think of, of stereotypical mainstream country. Um, and that's kind of their point, I think, too. Uh, for the purpose of the show, though, I guess I guess I'd go with the contracept quote unquote contraceptive rock bands called Slutville. Um, they're also a Kentucky band. They're from a small town in Appalachia called Whitesburg, um, which is, uh, from what I've heard, like ha- has a pretty cool just art art scene up there, like in in an area that you know historically was coal mines and whatnot but we won't go into that um but they've got that rough around the edges rock sound and they they kind of remind me of slater kenny and and early early kings of leon um i guess the the whole album has a pretty consistent voice i guess to put it in in writer's terms but they mix in like different i guess rock sub sub genres um into their sound you know they have some stuff that sounds kind of emo and whatnot um, and even have some pretty jamming instrumental tracks. So it's straightforward, aggressive music, um, very simple and matter-of-fact lyrics. And they kind of talk about, you know, things that they experience in their everyday lives, whether that's misogyny or then they have one song where it's just like, hey, you want to come over for dinner? Uh, it doesn't sound that happy, actually. But, you know, it's it's very simple and just uh, they talk about their everyday lives. Um, so it's definitely an interesting band, um, and they put out their self- self-titled debut in January of this year, so go find them on Bandcamp, and um, you could probably read a more detailed and insightful history of the band. Um, but here's a snippet of Catcall off the album Slump Bill. So for our first episode back, we caught up with TVOD, or also known as Television Overdose, a newish Brooklyn band uh, having played only a handful of shows so far. Um, they released a couple of songs um, once in December and then in February. 
uh, Walmart and Buy, Sell, Die, respectively. And most recently, they released a seven-song EP called Daisy. Uh, the EP comes with like the same tone and sound as their earlier two singles. Though there's obviously some minor discrepancies, which is probably the result of how and when it was crafted, which is something that Tyler will talk about in, in the interview. Yeah, I mean, we definitely see a different side of TVOD, um, but even the EP still stays on theme in, in a lot of ways, too. And um, whether it's critiquing capitalism or the obsession with consumption and greed in our society, um, especially on a track like Wells Fargo Bank Account, which is a real creepy account. Um, but when I actually sat down to listen to it, I, I kind of realized, you know, it's about the ways that we're in in a, like, essentially an abusive or exploitative relationship with our banks and bank accounts. And then, but then you also have the other track, like the title track Daisy, which is a change for the band in both tempo and, and kind of content. Um, it's definitely not a dance punk track basically, but uh, we'll, we talk about that more in the interview too. So I'll, I'll just leave that there. Uh, overall though, Daisy, the EP um, is a fun, quick listen. And, and I'd suggest everybody, you know, once you finish the rest of this episode, then go then go find the album Daisy on on Spotify, Bandcamp, or whatever whatever other streaming sites are out there. Yeah, so check out our interview with TVOD Television Overdose right now. All right, we're we're recording. Um, yeah, so I guess the first thing is no static at all is back, and we're here with TVOD Television Overdose. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't do the whole social distancing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please. Please. Like. Yeah. Introduce yourselves. Um. My name's Tyler. Um. I play in TVOD and Shadow Year and uh, any other uh, projects that I'll come up with while I'm around here on this earth. Uh oh. Uh. I'm Nicole slash Nikki. I play in the band called Thick and TVOD. I play guitar. Very cool. Thanks for joining us. So yeah, I guess we'll start off with some questions. Uh, so you recorded this EP in a home studio. Um, so did you do yeah. it in Brooklyn or did you do it like upstate New York? Because we saw that that video session you did for Our Rook Lady, and I thought it was like like Michigan or something, so like, running <laughs> on the water and yeah. Uh, that was actually on uh, Woodruff Pond in, um, the up, in the, uh, up in the Adirondacks in uh, Newcomb, New York. Um, but I, I actually, I, we made the, the new EP Daisy in my home studio before we ever went there. I made it in two weeks just while I was out of work during this quarantine and I had nothing to do and I had a lot of thoughts on my mind and it came really easily. And I, I don't have much in here. I have like a keyboard and like a little sampler pad, and what came out came out of those seven songs. Oh wow! So you, so you recorded it during the quarantine? Yeah, wow. yeah. Like and, I and, got and wrote uh, the songs too, like during the whole thing. The what? Like the you wrote song. the you wrote the songs during the quarantine? Um, pretty much. Yeah. Like some of the, I would say two of the songs I had come up with like just kind of the ideas for them before it and those are like the two ones I kind of started puttering about on and then like just more ideas came 
and more I just had so much time on my hands it was really easy to knock it out it was like a full-time job I'd wake up and start working and he would go in the studio from nine to five like he would not leave until we were all we were both done with work I'm like hey what'd you do today so it was like it was really cool to see too because the beginning of quarantine was kind of in, like a I would kind of like an exciting experience, I guess, because it was like new for all of us and like what's happening. And now it's just like, I mean, it's not the same emotions at all. It's like a lot more depressing and real. Yeah. So Tyler definitely rode the, ra- the wave. So, yeah, when you saw us um, post about going up to upstate New York, we were, we were writing, but just I was just writing random stuff, working on stuff. I made a song for her dad. <sighs> uh, on, is that on the album or yeah. is it that? No, it's just sitting on my computer. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm too scared to send it to him. Well, it's almost like Tyler like spent like, two weeks in our home studio writing, and then we went to the Adirondacks, and all the music was squeezed out of Tyler. <laughs> we didn't really write write anything good up there. Yeah, uh, that's weird. Uh, I don't know. You just kind of always hear about people like going up, going up to the mountains to like record in like a mountain house, and so yeah, no, you kind of switch it up a little bit there. That's yeah. I mean, we're, um, I want to go back, and we we always go up there and record. It's like not a new thing. We we go there, and that's preferably it's making making music and fishing. Yeah, are the two good options for us when we're up there. What's the home studio like up there? I mean, do y'all have like a pretty like? Is it still pretty like makeshift? I guess, or do y'all have something like set up? The way you were talking about it, just I didn't know if y'all had. Well, the one the one in Newcomb is like. It's like a house, so we bring everything from Brooklyn up there. So we have to, like, set it all up. We just do it in the living room, basically, and Tyler brings his four-track and keyboard. And I have, I just have, like, a, a little nice slew basic. of uh, dilapidating gear that is slowly breaking. My <laughs> interface actually just broke, uh, like, this past weekend, so I haven't been writing any music. And I have, a, like, a cassette four-track that I use to, like, mix all the stuff on, and that's also breaking. Um, so, it's like, it's going downhill, but, um, yeah, just, it's really easy just to bring up some stuff and write some ideas. Um, would you say that, that the writing for the CP was, uh, cause you said you recorded it and wrote it during quarantine. So would you say that there are any obvious ways that it was kind of influenced by the things that are going on or were you trying to get away from that or just how, how, how do you think? Or you don't know, I guess. You know? Um, I no, definitely like a little bit of both. Yeah. Like some of the feelings, I was like, some of the feelings that I was feeling at the time of writing it were definitely due to quarantine, and they were coming out in what I was writing. But then also, I would find myself trying to daydream about other stuff to try and not think about it, or try and not have it affect my writing in such a way. Because if I if if I kept down that same quarantine mental hall I would find myself being really sad and like kind of writing sadder melodies and sadder lyrics but if I thought about the parties that I had and like had been to and the fun times before all this happened it was it was pretty easy to tap into at first Alex you got anything you want me to keep going <laughs> yeah you can keep going if you haven't seen that. okay no yeah I, I was like you know I I wrote I don't know if you'll put this together but i was the one who wrote uh the review for uh walmart um i guess y'all's first single so i was listening to that again today actually um and and you know and then listening to all your other stuff and so one of the things that really stuck out to me was was daisy and i just you know it 
Daisy, like, it sticks out musically, but also thematically. I mean, it's just a real sweet song um, in, like, a lot of ways. And so, yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. I was like, oh, man, like, this is, like, real different. Like, I I didn't know if, like, the the quarantine had broke you or if you were trying to, like, maybe broke. Like, I guess, because you've only released other singles. So would you say that that's just how y'all wrote the singles and decided the singles to kind of, like, be a little bit more heavy? Um and, and political, I guess, or have you always maybe kind of had this plan to like throw in tracks like Daisy on it, where it's it's real nice and real sweet and not just like, you know, the world's dying. <laughs> um, I guess to answer that, it's like, well, the two singles that we have out, um, Buy, Sell, Buy, and Walmart, are going to be on another release that we're going to have later this year. I was thinking the summer, but now I don't know because I don't have the money to get it mastered and do all the fancy stuff that I like to do with that. Um, The EP Daisy, I just wanted to make something to share with my friends and my family to, like, you know, give them some comfort or something to listen to. And I like the idea of uh, TVOD putting out a home studio album. But also, like, your you song, know? like, the song, are you talking about the song Daisy itself? Yeah, yeah, sorry, the song Daisy yeah. itself, sorry. He always writes. I, that's something I've noticed about his writing is, like, you know, he'll bang out things. I'm like, well, this is very, like, a certain genre. And then all of a sudden he comes out with something totally different. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? I don't think we would play Daisy, like, that song live. No, It's but, not our energy. But, but yeah, yeah. He definitely, something I've noticed with this in general, that Tyler definitely, like, will write something, like, a total random song like, totally different genre i think this is kind of like your style yeah in general you always kind of write something like kind of off like there's like just different than what the theme of the album is i think it's something you normally do uh yeah and it's it's really funny i guess it's the album name but it's my favorite flower it's it's uh nicole's favorite flower and i wrote it <laughs> the, uh, I wrote it about, like, a daydream that I had about, like, maybe if I ever had a daughter, I would, like, okay, yeah. play her that song. And I was thinking about, like, just different different parents that are experiencing what we're going through with children. And probably the NPR I was listening to was making me think about being a parent during this time. And that's what I went with. And then I was obviously, it was pretty melancholy, so I was a little bummed out. <laughs> that day i don't remember which day it was during those two weeks i recorded it but thank you for listening to it oh yeah no yeah, yeah, we loved it my, my dog's name is daisy so i was like i mean obviously oh, it was awesome. person. i couldn't go all the way but i was like oh okay no this is real nice <laughs> that's really cool i like how someone has a like a pet or anyone named daisy it could relate to it a little bit more i'm guessing that's, that's cool that's tight <laughs> Well, I guess, like, moving on to something, I guess, a little more cheerful, um, instead of the world dying, um, you know, once you get around to touring, you know, any idea, like, of the stops you'd be wanting to, like, make, or, like, any places or cities that you'd want to play in? Oh, all of them. Yeah. Oh. All of them. I just want to get on the road and tour. It'd be fun. Yeah, we both had tours lined up, not for TVOD, but for our other projects. Um, I personally, uh, Shadow Year, my other project... We were going to go to England, and we couldn't go to England anymore. So, I would definitely like anything. Yeah, I just I think touring is like the best. Uh, I've grown into it more over the years. Like I think it's the best part of playing music, and so I think we just be happy to go with it, go anywhere. And also, 
it'd be fun traveling with a different band. Like I've only gone with my with my band right now, so it'd be fun to go with a whole different group of people. Uh, like I love Trevor and Ted and Sean, so it'd be really fun to to just tour with a different group. And I could play in a basement in the middle of like Missouri, and I'd be happy <laughs> just because it's nice to like play outside of New York and meet new people. And people take your music differently when you're out of the city too. It, it feels really good when they when they just get it. A little bit more they're a little bit more open to hear something yeah yeah and tv tvod is relatively new and it's <clears throat> it's a project that we started to kind of be something where i could uh just like put out seven songs without you know having the rest of my bandmates be in agreement with me or dealing with the democracy of a band it's yeah. kind of like more like okay, is this cool for me to do? Like, okay, well, oh yeah, it's, it's all chill and fun. And that's that's why we haven't toured yet. We're, we're pretty new. But it, yeah. we'll get there. Especially when this is over, I'm sure we'll hit it. Yeah. And, like, same for me. This band has been a fun way to, like, not be in control of something. Because, like, with Thick, like, we're, like, we all share this, all the same responsibilities. And I kind of want to be in a project where I'm, like, I don't decide what goes on Instagram. I don't just do the emails. Like, I just want to play music and not have that business pressure so, so Tyler takes all that stuff on so it's been a really interesting two different approaches to this band which has been really cool so it's very it's very about just the music and art with this there's no game it's just well that's Tyler's thing there's yeah. no game but there's got to be a game if we want to tour so that's like Tyler's so he has like us like you know me and Trevor and other people in the band are a little bit more like yeah, we, we want to just make music and art too, but we want, yeah. we also want it to go somewhere. I guess if it was fully, if it tour, was fully so my thing, I'd be posting a song every day. But no one wants to, no one wants to hear that. We want to hear. I mean, you don't know, man. I mean, hey, you know, just put it out there. Maybe they do. <laughs> There's nothing else for us to do these days. I know. We have a music video we're sitting on that we made by ourselves the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You recorded like down here or like you know while you're. That's on my cell phone. Oh, nice. We just don't know when we want to release it. Also, um, one of our friends named Brennan McKnight is yeah. putting out this. I don't know if you guys uh, listened to our song, The End of Love. Uh, it was featured on the Burger Records Corn Tunes that yeah. just came out. They released like this seven album um, completion of like 100 plus different artists just like writing songs in quarantine. And I had the song End of Love actually on Daisy, but then I took it off because they asked for it, and I gave it to them, and uh, our friend heard it, and he's making a music video for it, and I think it's going to come out next week, oh. and you'll be able to, like, uh, buy this, you can buy the song already on Bandcamp, too, if you feel so inclined. Yeah. All the songs, actually, are officially on Spotify, mm -hmm. so that's cool, because we, we put it on Bandcamp, and then we realized, like, I love Bandcamp, but it's actually not a very easy thing to listen to music it's to. It's not user-friendly. It's, it's not, not user-friendly. User I'm like, this, I was getting so pissed off, like, trying to listen to the songs, and my phone would, like, you know, lock, the screen would lock, and then we had to, we couldn't hear the music anymore, so, yeah, because we're like, oh, we'll put on Bandcamp, that's, we don't do Spotify, and I'm like, I, I guess I understand Spotify now, it's a lot easier to play music out of. It's not yeah. official. It's on Spotify. I don't think we we haven't told anybody that it's on Spotify yet. So yeah, I just found out today. Actually, I've been yeah. listening to it on Bandcamp, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I can actually listen. Right? To it. Now you can actually listen to it. Yeah. It's cool that Bandcamp 
helps the artists more. Yeah. You know, it's cool that they, like, you know, they're doing this day that's coming up where all the proceeds go to the band. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like not a lot of people want to go and listen to it on that platform because it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Like, you, you got to refresh the page. You got to open up your phone again. It's not continuous. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. That's my frustration with it. So, Bandcamp, if you're listening, work on it. <laughs> I would I would just download stuff and then put it on iTunes. But now for some reason my phone just doesn't want to connect to my computer when I plug it in, so I can't move my iTunes onto my phone anymore. So it's like oh, okay, wow. well, so and that but like that was the only way to ever do it. You're like you're right, like uh, yeah, it's a it's a little Time's yeah, not user about that. not user friendly. Yeah, and I yeah. don't I don't think people want to use SoundCloud anymore just because of. I like it. Nicole doesn't like it. I don't like uh, it. Never been a SoundCloud person. SoundCloud is a little annoying too. You got to download the app, and there's commercials now, yeah. and it can it can be some buffering stuff, and you're not making any money on there. Which yeah. I don't know if you care about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tivo might be different, and um, you can kind of talk about that. But what's kind of the process of of releasing stuff? Like you said, you all been sitting on a on a music video and so what's the whole process of releasing stuff during this time and and how does that differ from maybe how you would do it for thick or uh, shadow year i guess i don't i think we're kind of playing within our head right now of, of kind of what to do i think everyone right now is like flailing in the air because it's like if you're going to release something you're not going to be able to tour on it you're not going to be able to play a show on it and it kind of you don't want the thing you worked on, they just get lost in the ether, really? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting time, and I don't, I, I, I don't actually have a, an answer for it. My, the only thing I can think of is, like, the reason why we're sitting on one video is because another one's coming out next week, so it's like, why put out two videos at the same time? Like, uh, yeah. I don't want to, like, overshadow what um, Brendan's doing next week, so like, yeah. that's kind of why we're waiting for this one. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I have, I feel like, being sick is like I've learned a lot I definitely did not know what the hell I was doing the first couple years and so now it's like oh like it's best before you release something to like reach out to some people to promote it or else it does just disappear and like it doesn't really go anywhere off your Instagram page so like something it's just kind of like something that I think Shadow Year and Thick are both using our like our knowledge of our own band to like oh before we release a video let's talk to some outlets to see who can promote premiere it for us like we're just, we're just like I think a little, a little bit smarter than we, than we were starting our own yeah. projects. But now, but now it's just kind of up in the air. Like the usual guidelines are not, they're yeah, not really different. there. Because we have a show, like oh, video release show. Yeah. But now it's like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. It's like nothing. It's just a weird time for everybody. Like, but we, it feels good to make it. Like <laughs> we had a fun time making the music video. I love creating something like myself too. So it felt really good to like be the lead and be the one of our like our vision and everything like that. I would say this is like an interesting thing to bring up. We played this, uh, uh, how do you say, it? a live streaming set yeah. for this thing called Undercover.NYC. And it was really fun. We, we played some of our songs off the new EP, and we also played some of our uh, friend Grace's songs. And after the show, like we both took our headphones off and we're like, well, where's the attention from all the people? Oh. <laughs> so, we, yeah, so we like, called like our friends and family were like did you watch it am i good enough (laughs) after live performances are like not there when you do live stream Mm -hmm. so other than that it was it was a really fun experience it was 
different than any show I've ever done. So I'm yeah, I'm weird. grateful for that. And it was also awesome to cover some of Grace's songs too. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Are y'all are y'all sitting on stuff with your other bands? You don't have to tell us, but are, like you have other stuff in the work. For me, honestly, I've been having we've both been having a really hard time because like my band is a very much of a democracy. Like all three of us have to be on the same page and do things at the same time, and we're all quarantined from each other. And like, um, we can't like you know technology hasn't caught up with playing music in different rooms, you know, different areas. So like everything, we can send songs to one another, which is cool. Like we're definitely doing a lot of writing, and we do it via GarageBand, so we'll just send zip files. But we can't like perform a demo together, like visually. So like it's it's been kind of hard to kind of like navigate how to be a band in quarantine and still be a team, because I could do things on my own and like do all my own live performances uh but it just it feels weird without sharing kate around and i think you might it's the same because tyler and scout are very much shadow year yeah the team aspect it's hard when we're not with our with our other fam band families yeah like um sh- um shadow year we were gonna release like uh, a couple songs before we went on tour to the uk and we put a deposit down at a Uncle Funkle's studio, Beachhead Recording Studios. And two weeks after that happened, and we were actually, like, three days before we were supposed to record, the entire freaking world got shut down. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen, and I haven't seen them since. I haven't practiced, you know, with them or even practiced the new songs. Like, it's just, everyone's just, like, in waiting mode. So yeah. It's definitely just a time to reflect, I guess, and, like, just... It's a lot of, like, self-work, because I have been super impatient, and kind of, like, I, I'm, you know, all our music is just disappearing. Like, we're all losing relevance. It's only been two months. It's like, i got to remind myself, it's two months, Nicole. It's not two months is a long deal. time. <laughs> it feels like ten years, but it's a lot of, like, self-reminders of, like, it's okay that you're not making anything right now, like, in, you know, in, like, the public eyes, but you just keep writing behind closed doors that's the only way to move forward so that's been something keeping me grounded because i definitely lost lost my footing in the beginning of the quarantine and was like kind of crazy like we have to make a this we have to do that we have to do this and i said we can't do any of this because we're all quarantined from each other and like so what do you think uh the diy scene is gonna look like after you know this is all over and like once we can all i guess go out again oh gonna be a huge hug i cannot wait I think it's going to be... It's going to be a while before anyone hugs. I think it's going to be... <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it's going to be really good. I have a feeling that people are going to, like, come together like, after, after all this ends. And, like, if something closes or... I don't, I'm afraid of things, like, closing, obviously, because of the money and the rent. Right. But if that does happen, I'm positive that, like, other people will come together and create something, create another space. Like, spaces never end. Right, so like more, probably more DIY spaces as opposed to like real like bars that are have their licenses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that might be yeah, that might be the birth of uh, cause, the DIY scene again. Yeah, a lot of those got taken away over the past couple of years. Maybe the government will be like, oh, we just let them have some fun. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, if they do open up, then are they going to be able to be at full capacity? Are they going to, you know, is it going to be half the fans? Are you not allowed to crowd surf? Does everyone have to stand six feet away? Yeah, it's weird. You have to bring your own microphone? Like, I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. No more sharing amps? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, my 
optimistic yeah. image is that it's slowly like turns into the biggest party ever and all the bands get their equal shot at like hey remember we were awesome <laughs> oh let's hope it happens sooner than later that fear of when does it change when's it gonna happen is like this is the scariest thought though yeah like that's what's kind of the dark cloud in all of our bedrooms are you worried about being rusty at all or do you think you'll be able to get right back into it like playing live i guess I feel like we're, we're playing a lot. Like, we're always playing guitar. I think my guitar playing is probably going to get better. My singing might not, because I haven't shouted in a while, but... Uh, I'll probably be rusty. It'll uh, definitely be rusty, whole, it'll feel Every good. band will feel rusty. Yeah. But people, when people come and see the live music once again, they're going to forget what even good music sounds like. I know. <laughs> like, oh my god, I forgot what it sounds like. Oh, a drum set! God! <laughs> <laughs> Their minds are yeah. hearing live drums. Oh my god, they're not on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely not. Do you think that... Uh, sorry. Um, do you think that that'll kind of stay a thing? Because I, I see that people are enjoying the live streaming, obviously, and, and it, it's not good for musicians because, like, you're not necessarily getting money from it, but do you, like, do you foresee a future where, like, bands just kind of like, oh, okay, let's, let's like, do this because we haven't played it in a while, or do you think that that's more just going to stay a temporary thing? I think it's dependent on how long this quarantine lasts. Like, for me, I don't. I can imagine my like you know, I can imagine TV would be live streaming because we're together. But like, I can't imagine Thick doing it. But if this lasts for six to eight more months, we're gonna have we're gonna definitely live stream something. Like, you know, like, I think it's just how long is this gonna last for? I don't want it to become a reality. I would much rather have live shows. But if this is our new future for the next year, then then yeah, I'll probably watch a lot more live streaming. <laughs> I think, <clears throat> I think what's going to happen is that if the bars and the venues open back up and the DIY spaces start to have people, they're going to have to do half capacity at first. And I, I, I would hope that they would just start filming those performances and putting it live at the same time. So people who are quarantined or, you know, maybe can't be there because they actually have the virus or they don't want to risk it can still watch. And I hope that that keeps going forever because... There's a lot of times I I want to go see the show, but I don't really want to hang out with people. And I don't really want to, like, I, I just, you know, I'm, like, socially sometimes not into it. But I would love to go and see the show. So I hope I hope that keeps going. I hope that that happens, that then you start streaming their stuff. Because it's, it's really easy. It's not. Yeah, that's a nice thought. I haven't thought about that. I, I, like I, I think I, I don't know if I agree with that one. I, I mean, I would ra- if I think I no, because the best part about being a show is that physical energy of being around people and the, the actual waves of the music. Like, that's the best part of it, right? Yeah, but if you're a hermit... <laughs> no, yeah. It's definitely... There's no, there's no replacing live music ever. You can't do it. You can't... There's a feeling of being around people and the atmosphere of the crowd that, mm-hmm. trans, that transports performances into something else that yeah. the live streaming cannot do. Do you have any, like, upcoming, like, live sessions... Any, or like, no, no, we don't have anything set up, do we? No, nothing. Got nothing going on. Do you have anything our way? Send, send them our way. <laughs> we don't really, yeah, we don't, we don't really even know where to start. Um, we have like a couple videos that'll come out, and I don't know how long this is gonna go on for. So the coolest thing though that's happened, I think, is like 
the whole the whole Daisy album is awesome, and I'm really excited to see what it sounds like with a full band. Yeah, I haven't played any of those songs with a full band yet. Like that's gonna be the best part. Is like we now we have a full album of of songs to bring to the band, mm-hmm. and then like make it our make it our own like full TVOD band set. set. Yeah, the songs might change. Songs. It's gonna be so sick. Yeah, like there's a lot of songs that I'm like really excited to have like a live drum set for, and like hear the bass. So it's like it's gonna be really cool once we're allowed to be together again. And I'll probably end up re-recording a couple of those yeah. and taking them to a professional studio. And like, it's I, I also really like this album a lot too because it was like the in, entire thing was mixed, uh, produced, and made written by me and Nicole. Yeah. Like no no one else had any part in it besides the I I got it mastered on this like app. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's the app? I forget what it's like mastering core. Paid for the year? Uh, no, I paid for the album. It, it wasn't. It really was not that expensive, and it did just add just a little extra polish on the top of it that I felt like it needed that I wasn't getting from my mix. But yeah, other than that, it was all us. Is that going to cause some? Uh, like, are the other guys not going to want to play the songs? Or are they pretty cool about it? No, they're all cool. They're, they're so all cool. another. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's super chill. And... Yeah, everyone's on other projects, or they just they get it. Like uh, our drummer, like wants to play really badly, but it's hard for drummers to play during yeah. the quarantine. I think, like I think everyone's just happy that that we're still making stuff and like moving somewhere. So I think mm-hmm. that's it. Everyone's chill, which is nice. It's nice. It's kind of like nice having that freedom to like, just go with it and not have to get approval from others. I think if I, if if like we made this not during quarantine and i just was like hey i recorded this stuff in my bedroom i'm gonna release it like uh screw you guys and they probably might be like hey what why not you why don't you have me play on it i'm a better player than you are you know um i would never do that you know i would never if if anyone wanted to play i would always let them play but i don't think it would have happened if it wasn't for quarantine no Mm -hmm. is there anything y'all like i mean without a question you know it's the bad format i guess but um we're learning y'all stick with us here uh, (laughs) like is there anything else y'all want to say either about the release or just about the experience and and um or i don't know hopes for the future yeah just give it it a listen now that's on spotify it's easily accessible blast it it's it's definitely a fun album uh and hopefully it'll be more to come if we're stuck in here for another freaking couple months i'm sure we're at some more music too um yeah i have i have backlogged i have more backlogged music for tvod that we recorded a while ago Mm -hmm. and just kind of sitting on it waiting waiting for it to all be over before i release something else but in the meantime i hope that my home recordings bring everyone a little bit of joy yeah you know and uh something to experience while we're all bored out of our friggin minds yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I'll just, like, go for a drive and just, because, you know, quick drive, I'm out in the country, like, and so, quick album, I'll just throw it on there and just and just play it in my car while that's I'm driving. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you also yeah. for having us on here yeah. and, uh, yeah, you know, listening to, the, listening to the album and doing this for us. It really means a lot. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Uh, I think the crowd wants to give you a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all need to get one of those for the uh, live stream. Just uh, every band. Just I could. I could yeah. do it on my sampler. I could do it. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we so, didn't have a lot of traffic. I'm going to have a crowd pleaser going on in my SP404. <laughs> I wish, is, is there not like a way? I guess it depends on the app and how you're streaming it. I mean, like, where people could clap, where you could allow the sound to come in from everybody else, whoever's watching it. Like, they just have the like emoji thing that you tap on. It's like, oh, <laughs> right? And then the hearts pop up. Virtual clap. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice, I guess. But yeah, not the same. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm going to virtually crowd surf at our next show. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning I'm going to roll on my kitchen table. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. Don't dive so on it. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, thank, thank you. Fun to finally meet you guys. And um, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know when I'll be able to see you guys even after this is done, unless you come down south. But, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I know. Just, uh, just let me know. It's been nice talking to y'all and me and y'all, and uh, I've been enjoying the music. So thanks for helping me and Alex like get this started back up and yeah, being thanks. the first one. So thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to the show's first new episode in a whole year. Um, please like and follow Sweet Static. Our, our socials are in the episode description below. You know, we have we have all of them. So yeah, please go give us that like and follow. And you can find TVOD on Bandcamp and Spotify. Today, May 1st, 2020 is Bandcamp Day where they will be waiving fees and all proceeds will go to the artists. You can also make an effort to support these artists on I believe it's uh, July 3rd, and what's the other date, Aaron? June? Uh, oh, I think it was June. June 5th. Awesome, thanks. Um, and then, yeah, you just follow them at Television Overdose on social media, uh, and just go and support them by buying some music. Uh, you can also find their song End of Love on Burger Records Quarantunes, uh, number six specifically. Well, until next time, I'm Alex. And I'm Aaron. Thanks for listening.